Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. Reddit is a place where plenty of people have come forward to share their own scary stories, with some being more believable than others. Every once in a while, though, we get a story told from the perspective of someone involved in a real-life horror story. Over the last decade or so, Reddit has really been the source of a lot of more well-known horror stories online. While a lot of those Reddit stories are very obviously fake, every once in a while we get an undeniably true story, one backed up with hard evidence later on. When it comes to true crime, this is a good way to get a unique perspective. Hearing straight from people who are directly involved in these crimes, sometimes chronicling the events as they happen. That brings us to today's story, a story originally posted by a user named ProlapseThis on Reddit. This user, who I'll just call OP from now on, was living out in Paint Township, Ohio about two years ago when he started to hear some strange noises. Let's go through OP's original post to hear the story in his own words. At around 2030 to 2045, I arrived home from a quick trip to town to grab a beer. As I got out of my car, I could hear something. I thought, for a moment, that I had left the TV on and was hearing it from outside. But as I walked to the front of my car and pressed the lock button on my remote, I realized that what I was hearing was screaming. I listened for a second, thinking it was probably somebody screwing around, but then the woman's voice screamed, No, stop, you're hurting me, you're killing me and an adult male voice yelling something I couldn't make out. There was a dog barking from the same direction, as well as a repeated thudding noise. I immediately dialed 911 and told the police. They could even hear the screaming in the background. They said they'd send an officer to drive by, but an hour passed and none came. I watched for them on my security cameras. I pulled the footage from the only one that was set to record constantly. The camera on my back door only records when it detects a humanoid shape, so it caught me making the phone call and a little of the screaming in the background. The backyard camera caught it all, but it is unintelligible due to the outdoor AC unit noise. I cleaned up the audio as best as I could, but I need advice on how to proceed. I am attaching a Dropbox link to the video. I also included the original in the second half of the video. If you watch it, the screaming was coming directly from where the camera is pointed, but more than 50 feet away across a narrow field. There's a small shack that has a couple of cars, usually parked at the road just on the other side of the field. It has bothered me a lot since I'm 41 years old and have never heard anything so disturbing in real life. Here is the video. Here is the original video that OP posted, some security camera footage taken from his home. As you might expect from such a far-off noise, the camera didn't do the best in grabbing the sounds in clear detail. It is, however, very easy to hear some sort of screaming in the distance. OP even did his best to clean up the audio, leading to the voices being a little more audible than before, which we can see here. At the end of the video, we can see and hear OP calling the police to inform them of the situation. Unfortunately though, in the comments to the original post, we learn that he couldn't get the police to actually come out and do any sort of welfare check. People in the comments, after seeing the videos, shared their frustration with the OP. 
that's frustrating to think the police won't even come to check it out. Maybe call and ask for a report slash file number to see what they say. Do you know anyone who has a hobby drone? It might be worth checking it out from above, early in the morning or late in the evening. Some commenters tried to help OP discern what was happening with the audio and even tried to clean the file up a little more so that he would have a little more evidence to turn over to the police if necessary. I snagged the audio from your video. Tried cleaning it up some, but unfortunately by the time I got rid of the background noise and brought up the frequencies you're interested in, there wasn't much left to work with for the screaming. The dog, a thump, a beep, and possibly two male voices, one of which is probably you, are there, but you can't make anything out. Personally, if I was handed the audio from after the cleanup, I'd say it sounds like a fox. I believe you when you say that there were actual words being said. Regretfully, the camera just did pick up a lot of it. It's doubtful that the police would find much of it useful unless they sent it to an audio restoration specialist. Even then, chances are slim. OP ran into a lot of comments from people doubting what they heard or suggesting that the noise might have come from an animal, notably a fox, which can make a loud cry that would sound to many like a screaming human woman. For reference, here's what that might sound like. OP was adamant though that what he heard was not an animal, saying that these were definitely human screams, even using human language. All the words that I heard are in the original post. It was definitely not a fox. And the part where I was making the phone call was a little more clear, although it was not really a word. They looked up and told me who was working that night, so I'm going to call back tomorrow morning to see if there was anything followed up on. I sent the video via email to the sheriff's department. It's kind of on them now. I don't want to get too close because people are crazy around here. There was an entire family, including teenagers, killed over a custody battle. And the people that did it came into work for a couple of years like nothing had happened. I know because they worked where I did. It's insane how people just don't value life unless it's their own. So I'm going to keep my nose far away from the property and maybe do a flyover with the drone when the weather clears up. But the rest of it I'm going to go through the cops for. I can't put my kids in danger. More commenters chimed in, relaying similar experiences that they had had with these kinds of issues. Had a similar experience years ago. Heard some screaming noises outside late at night. When I went to check, some asshole was beating on his girl while they were seated in his car on a parking lot across my house. I went into the yard and started heckling him, which was enough to allow the girl to get out of the car. She ran across the street into my yard, and I took her inside to make sure the front door was properly locked. She was shaken up and bloodied. The asswipe drove slowly around the block, but was gone by the time the police arrived. More and more people urged OP not to give up, to keep pressuring the police until they finally came out and actually checked on the situation. A lot of commenters even gave advice on how the OP might attract the police's attention a little more efficiently. I would call again. If they don't come and check to try and find an abused woman, ask to speak to a supervisor. There is no excuse for not showing up. Especially after the screams being audible on the 911 call. I guess these people saying let it go would not care if nobody called in their time of need. Some people do not realize abused women need help. Sometimes scared to get away. It happened to me. Should have told them he was dealing drugs. They would have shown up in a heartbeat, guns blazing. Also effective is to tell them that you think there might be a child involved or someone underage. They also show up more rapidly for cases involving children. 
not perfectly rapidly by any means, and the world is a fucked up place and a lot of kids continue to get hurt. But this could also be plausible deniability approach you could take, depending on the situation at hand. OP, giving up for the night, decided to offer up his final thoughts before he would tackle the case again in the morning. The only place over there where anybody stays is that place. I have my suspicions about meth. I'm deep in the heart of Confederate flag country. Guys, I'm going to get settled in for the night. I will call in the morning to talk to the dispatcher who was on duty that night. They told me she doesn't work until in the morning. I will update when I know more. I talked to the cops and they asked me to come up there so they can take a statement. So I'm headed up there in a little bit. Once OP got back online the next day, he informed everyone that he finally got through to a supervisor at the police station. He was then able to bring them all the evidence that he had. I talked to them and they wrote down what I said. I showed them the video. They have copies of it. And I said they would do a welfare check. They also told me to drop it and not trespass or I would be cited. They said they will handle anything. So I guess I'm just going to have to watch the newspapers and see if anything comes up for it. That's all I can do. I've done my due diligence. And I really hope everything is actually alright. OP amended his original post, feeling that he had exhausted all of his options. For now, all he could really do was let the police do their job. Edit, updates are in the comments. Suffice to say that the police are doing a welfare check, and I have already been to the office to make a formal complaint or statement or whatever they want to call it. Things went quiet for a while. To many, it seemed that this case was merely a strange, one-off thing that didn't really amount to anything in the end. Unfortunately, they were very wrong in this regard. Roughly two months later, OP came back with a substantial update to the case. The police came out to perform some sort of welfare check on the home, and OP noted what he saw. Update, update, update. September 7th. I guess they finally had a reason to go out and check the property I was trying to tell them to look at. There are sheriff's cars all over the place, and cops in gloves walking in and out of this garage, and one cop throwing up in the front yard. I have a picture, but I can't add it to an update. This post was notably vague. It only left people scratching their heads, wondering why only now the police descended upon the house, and why they seemed so distraught by what they had seen. Well, OP didn't even know the details himself. There wasn't a lot he could add. That was until about a year later, when all of this hit the local news. OP treated us with one final update. Well, murder it is. I posted last year about coming home and hearing a female voice screaming for her life. I posted a video with the audio of the scream and got plenty of comments. About two months later, the house that it was coming from had sheriff's cars all around it. I found that an elderly man had ended his life via gunshot and that his son was the only person home, and the person who reported that his father had shot himself. Fast forward to last week. I was sitting at home watching YouTube when I heard gunshots. I live in the country and that's common, so I didn't think anything of it. Turns out it was the sound of that son murdering his mother. He is trying to claim self-defense, but he is being charged with murder. I live next door and my security cameras caught the audio of the murder. It also captures the vehicle that the son made his getaway in. I've had detectives in and out gathering video footage for the past week. This is a family annihilator. They are now looking at him for the murder of his father as well. The case has been reopened, and if they have now recognized that my calls and reports were actually real, two lives could have been saved. I'm going to link the story. Also, wouldn't Tim Johnson II be Tim Johnson Jr.? OP then linked to a brief, not-so-comprehensive article about the murder. By now, a lot more information has actually come out about the killing. 
It seemed that months ago the police had come out because of the death of the father in the household. The manner in which he died would have no doubt left a pretty grisly scene and explained why some of the officers were throwing up and others were combing through the place with gloves. They, at the time, assumed that the father had ended his own life and had no reason to investigate further. That is, until recent developments took place one weekend in January 2022. One Saturday night, the police out in Highland County received a call from Claremont County deputies requesting that they perform a welfare check on the home, particularly to check on the well-being of a woman named Stephanie Cheney. My name is Johnson. Tim Johnson? Yes, ma'am. Listen, I think my mom shot herself in the head. I'm sorry, you think your mom shot herself? Yes. You believe that your mother shot herself? I don't know. Okay. Is she awake? I don't know. I left. I ran. Where did this occur at? Her house. I jumped in, jumped in the truck and ran. Sending an officer out to you, okay? <laughs> okay. When they came out to the scene, they came to meet a 41-year-old man named Timothy Johnson II, also called Tim Johnson III in some sources, who is Stephanie's son who lived with her. He informed the police that he was lounging around at home when he heard a gunshot coming from his bedroom. He rushed over to find that his mother was dead, and panicking, he fled the scene. Police, though, quickly noted that there were actually multiple bullet holes coming through the front of the house, having originated from the inside. There were multiple spent shell casings near Stephanie's body, with an extra fully loaded magazine lying on the coffee table in the living room. Stephanie had apparently died from a single gunshot wound to the left side of her face, going through the jaw area. She didn't pass away instantly, her death gradually resulting from the injury. Tim was taken into the Claremont County Sheriff's Office and interviewed. Initially, during his first interview, he denied having any sort of involvement with the shooting. After some pressing during his second interview, though, he admitted that, yes, he had shot his mother. The police asked why he would do such a thing, to which he responded, she was going to attack me. Tim told the cops that his mother always carried a pistol in her handbag, something that always left him on edge, feeling threatened. He said that he wanted to give her a bit of a scare in retaliation. This was when he supposedly accidentally shot her, causing him to panic and run. The police, of course, didn't believe this story. Knowing now that he shot his mother, it became apparent that he had also likely killed his father earlier in the year, given that he also died from a gunshot wound to the head. Putting two and two together, it became quite obvious that the sounds prolapsed this on Reddit picked up were the screams coming from Stephanie as her son abused her and her husband. As unaddressed abuse tends to go, it only escalated over time, culminating in the eventual death of both of the parents. OP knew that something was going on, something likely sinister, but it's safe to say that the horrific reality exceeded even Reddit's imagination. Tim Johnson II was thrown into jail, facing one count of murder. His sentencing was all set to take place a month later in Hillsborough Municipal Court. Until then, he was to be held at the Highland County Justice Center on a $500,000 bond. Once his trial took place, he was indicted by a Highland County grand jury. Ultimately, he was charged with aggravated murder, a felony, and second-degree felonious assault. Tim, appearing with both of his attorneys by his side, pled guilty to an amended charge of murder, an unclassified felony. The felonious assault charge was dismissed. Tim Johnson III was sentenced to a term of 15 years to life in prison, getting 171 days of jail time credit for the time he had already spent locked up. 
he was also ordered to pay the court costs. All of these Reddit posts, along with the original security camera footage, still exist online to this day, serving as a grim reminder of the horrors that might be going on right next door. Once again, this has been your host, Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting, and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week. Have a good night.